The NHS pension is incredibly complicated and unfortunately this can lead to errors and in today's video we're going to show you the most common type of errors that can occur, how you can spot them and more importantly how you can get expert help if you need it and shockingly we're also going to hear how these errors have cost hard-working NHS staff at least four million pounds in overpaid taxes already and that's just the ones that we know about. So if you could share this with your NHS colleagues, that will help all of us to make sure that these errors do not affect us. And don't forget, if you like this video, don't forget to subscribe and hit the like button. And within reason, we're going to try to answer your questions in the comments section as well. Hope is helpful. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This is at the higher, more advanced end of things. So I'm also going to drop a link to two more basic videos for those of you just looking to get started with understanding the NHS pension in the comments section. Thanks for watching. So today is my pleasure to welcome back Graham Crosley, who is a NHS pensions expert from MediFintech and got lots of accolades, Graham, but surely the number one line on your CV will be that you are part of the most popular Medics Money YouTube video we've ever hey. created so far. <laughs> good stuff. I'm glad. Yeah, it was, it was a good podcast. Yeah, definitely check that out on our YouTube. It's pretty complicated, but it's getting amazing feedback and lots of views. But today we're talking about something really important, and that is common mistakes that can be made with your NHS pension record, because there's so many, it's so complicated, there's so many mistakes you can make. So hopefully in the next half an hour, we're gonna help you spot some of these mistakes and tell you what you can do about them. Because some of these mistakes are like six figure mistakes, which is pretty shocking, right? Yeah, they can be absolutely huge. And then there are some very common ones, but there are some very niche ones. But uh, yeah, we can go through sort of some of the key ones that we've been coming across. Cool, let's do it about us we are sort of NHS pension specialists we do support hundreds of accountants and financial advisors that work in the healthcare sector as well as supporting members directly as well and we've helped thousands of healthcare workers sort of understand their NHS pension and also their tax position and importantly we have saved millions of pounds by identifying and correcting these annual allowance tax charges errors as well as other errors on the members pension record now the way that we're doing this is via our NHS pension report service. And then there's a link on the Medics Money website, which is the medicsmoney.co.uk forward slash NHSPR, or you can just simply scan the QR code that's on your screen right now. We have got an excellent reputation, not surprisingly, as we've saved people millions of pounds. But what our service does is it analyzes your existing pension record for errors and then projects your NHS pension to your chosen date of retirement. Now, this projection will consider certain factors such as early retirement, late retirement, scheme pays, as well as the McLeod remedy, as well, and also the McLeod rollback annual allowance reassessment. And we can model any scenario. So if you're considering taking on a lease car, I want to know, does that impact your pension? Or if you're thinking about taking on management responsibilities, or if you've got a National Clinical Excellence Award and going for a National Clinical Impact Award, we can do all of that. And we charge just £650 plus that for that. And you get this report as well as an online call with one of our specialists who can run through this service with you. Now, as part of that, there is this annual allowance review. So we do calculate historically what your annual allowance growth figures are 
and we compare those against the growth figures that are all on your record, as well as the tax charges that you have declared. And for those of you who are, are concerned about the McLeod remedy, well, we can already do those part one of the McLeod remedy, those rollback calculations by moving your service back into your legacy pension scheme for the seven years between 2015 and 2022 and working out whether or not you're likely to be entitled to any annual allowance compensation, as well as working out what your 2022-23 annual allowance position is, because otherwise you're going to have to wait until October 2024 before the NHS pension scheme give you this information. Now, annual allowance errors are rife. And an article that was in the Telegraph last year, where we identified over 2,800 annual allowance statements that had gone out because of a data glitch within their systems. But we're also finding that around, well, at the moment, it's now one in eight pension records that we analyze ever since we've did this direct service since autumn last year has a pension mistake in there, which is causing on average about 5,000 pounds per individual that we're finding on these errors. So it's definitely worth checking your pension record if you've had any annual allowance charges. So brief, quick recap on annual allowance. So the annual allowance has got nothing to do with your pension contributions. It's all about the growth in your pension benefits, the pension input amount. And there's a very simple formula that you use to calculate this. So you look at the value of your pension benefits at the end of the pension input period, which is the tax year. So you take your pension, you times that by 16, and then you add your lump sum. Now from that, you take away the pension benefits at the start of the tax year. So you take your pension times by 16 and add the lump sum, but this time there's an allowance for inflation. So you get to increase that value by one plus CPI, and that is the consumer price index from the September before the pension input started. Now, the accuracy of these pension input amounts relies on the accuracy of those NHS pension benefits. So if those pension benefits have been calculated incorrectly, then your closing value, opening value will be wrong and the pension input amount will be wrong and any tax that you have paid will be wrong and it will be costing you potentially thousands of pounds. So if you want to get an understanding of where you are with your annual allowance, one thing I would also urge you to do at least once in your career is get hold of this document. It's the Annual Allowance and Service and Pay Extract Spreadsheet. So you can call NHS BSA on the 0300 1346 number. I would urge you to use the email. It tends to be a bit quicker in that they can just simply respond to you within 24 hours and you don't have to hang on the line for half an hour. And that's just the nhsbsa.pensions member at nhsbsa.nhs.uk. Now it's a great document because what it does is it shows you those growth values, those opening values and closing values, that pension times 16 plus lump sum, all of those values for the 95 section, the 2008 section, as well as the 2015 scheme. And really importantly, it has a complete breakdown of your pension record. So for each role that you've undertaken in the NHS, it will show you the start date, the end date, and the pensionable pay. If you work less than full time, then it also shows you what the standard hours contract would be and how many hours that you've worked in that contract and will give you a sessional or hourly rate. And from all of that, you can identify if there is something that is wrong with your record, because just the slightest error on either of these can cause huge problems with regards to the tax that you've paid.
biggest errors that we come across are these here. And we've saved members over four million pounds correcting these since 2019. So the first one is best of three, we then misallocated errors and then incorrect records. So let's delve into a bit more detail on how each of these works. So first of all, the best of three, this is to do with the 1995 pension benefits if you're in the officer section, i.e. if you're a hospital doctor. So the pension award is actually based on the best of the last three years pensionable pay. However, until June 2020, the annual outstatements that you receive, they used the latest year's pensionable pay rather than the best of the last three years. So if your pay went down and back up again, then there's a risk that you could have had the same growth counted twice and therefore been overcharged. So one of the first cases that we had for this was somebody who had 10 years service in the 95 section and took an unpaid sabbatical in the 2017 scheme year. So on their pension record, it looked like they went from 75,000 down to 20,000 and then up to 80,000. And the pension growth was measured based on that pensionable pay going from 20,000 to 80,000. Because remember that opening value is your pension times by 16 and add the lump sum and then uplift that by CPI. And then the closing value is that pension times by 16 plus the lump sum. So in this scenario, the growth was 142,000 and the tax charge was 35,380 pounds. By applying the best of three, it significantly reduces the pension growth. So instead of that pay going down, it now uses last year's pensionable pay. So your pension has now gone from the, using £75,000 pensionable pay up to £80,000. And the pension growth has now reduced to £10,094. So the annual allowance charge is now nil. And that member has saved £35,380. Now, one of the biggest problems we see with this is that with all of the press that we've had on annual allowance charges, when members saw that they got tax charges of 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, there's this perception that well, everyone's getting tax charges, so it must be right. But in this situation, completely wrong. And this member saves 35,380 pounds. Now, interestingly, with the McLeod remedy and part one, which is rolling back your membership to the 95 scheme for the seven years between 2015 and 2022, that should resolve all of the best of three issues that occurred between 2015 and 2022. But remember, when it comes to annual allowance, you get to use any unused allowances from the previous three years. So any best of three issues you had between 2010 and 2011 and 2014 and 15 are still very important for carry forward purposes. And therefore, those should also be looked at as well. next error is something called misallocated arrears. Now the way this works is that if a member has had a retrospective pay increase, this should be recorded in the correct year that it was actually awarded. Unfortunately what has happened is pensionable pay arrears get paid on the pension record in the, the same year. So you get this spike, an artificial spike of pensionable pay, which then increases the pension, which then increases the, the pension growth and therefore the tax charge. Now, I wrote to ACCEA to highlight this issue and the three examples that I actually gave them that I dealt with and corrected, we saved £200,000 between those three people. 
So here's a good case study. So CEA awarded in 2018 and it was backdated to 2016. Now their pay record originally looked like this. So it was 115,000 to 115,500 to 165,000. So there was a significant jump there and the pension growth was 387,000 pounds. So this member had a significant tax charge as a result of 387,000 per pound pension growth. Now, by putting those clinical excellence award payments on their pension record back in the years in which they were awarded, then their pensionable pay was smoothed out. So it was 127, 127,500 and 141,000. And that reduced the growth down to 133,000. So it's still a big pension growth, but this member saved 83,000 pounds in tax because of misallocated arrears. So if you've ever had a local clinical excellence award that was backdated, and we saw a lot of that between sort of 2014 and 2017, or if you've had a national clinical excellence award that was backdated, and again, between 2016 and 18 is when we see a lot of these, then I would strongly urge you to check your pension record as you could have overpaid annual allowance tax charges. Now, the next one's a bit of a niche one, which is called inordinate pay. So at the moment, if you take your 1995 benefits and you try and game the system by taking on just bank work for the last year of your employment to sort of double your pensionable pay, NHS pensions can look at your pension record and say, well, wait a minute, that pay in that last year is too high. And so they can normalize your pay to bring it down to an ordinary level for the role. Now, we had a case where, whereby somebody's pensionable pay had gone from 110,000 up to 131 and then down to 122. And that work that was in 2018, that was because of some locum work uh, where they were getting a whole time equivalent of 187,000. So we argued to say, well, wait a minute, if you can apply inordinate pay rules at the end when someone takes their pension award, then surely you can apply the same principle during their career for annual allowance purposes, which they agreed. And so whilst originally the pension growth was 113,000 and this tax charge of 31,642 pounds, by normalizing that locum work, they brought it down to the 2019 consultant pay. So it was 122,482. So the overall pension pay then was reduced in 2018 and the pension growth went down to 64,603 pounds. So this member saved 22,000 pounds worth of tax charges. Now, another error that we come across is if ever you've been sort of hokey-coking where you've left the pension scheme and returned and left this pension scheme and returned all to try and manage that annual allowance growth figure, there is this problem with double counting. So. If you look at the, the total reward statement, for example, it gives you the pensionable earnings that they have on your record. So in this case, it was 127,000 for 2020. And the annual out statement showed growth in that year of 127,445 pounds. So there's a 65,000 pound tax charge. But then when you look at the pay slip, the pensionable pay was 104,079 pounds, which was in line with that consultants. So what happened is the bit of pensionable pay before they opted out had been added once again to their returning pensionable pay. So it had been double counted, which had inflated the overall pensionable pay, which increases the pension growth and therefore 
results in this tax charge. And in this situation, by correcting the double counted earnings, it reduces that growth down to £4,142 and this member saved £65,000. So if you've ever hokey-cokeyed, left scheme returned, left scheme returned, and you've had a tax charge, it's definitely worth checking that you haven't been subject to this double counting error. Now, our next one is to do with those who work part-time on less than full-time. And this is where you might have a standard contract error. And this goes back to that annual allowance and service and pay statement where it's easy to try and pick up these types of errors. So we have a situation whereby a doctor was working 30 hours per week and they received a total pay of £86,290. Now, full-time would normally be 37 and a half hours, but the standard contract that was recorded on their record was 40 hours. So as the standard contract was 40 hours, when it comes to calculating your pensionable pay, they had this whole time equivalent calculation, which looks at your standard contract hours. So in this situation, the pensionable pay was £115,370 because it worked out on a basis of a 40-hour contract. Now, this overstated pensionable pay leads to overestimated benefit accrual, which again leads to high annual allowance growth. By reforming it to the correct 37 and a half hours, that pensionable pay went down to 108,000, which then reduced the, uh, the pension growth. And again, in this situation, the member was then left without any annual allowance tax charges. But again, this is quite, quite a common error where the, the hours are recorded incorrectly. Uh, another one we have is this incorrect management responsibility error. So for this member, the management responsibilities were not pensioned between June 2011 and July 2018. Now, this actually had two impacts because this member actually retired before they abolished lifetime allowance charges. So for this member, based on not pensioning those responsibilities, the value of their benefits for lifetime allowance, as at the 5th of April 2014, was £1,043,000 which meant that they didn't qualify for lifetime allowance protection 14 when that was available at the time. But had the pay been pensioned correctly, the correct capital value would have been 1,448,000, which would have qualified. And in this situation, we got this corrected on their pension record and also got HMRC to agree to this correction. So they were to, able to reinstate this lifetime allowance protection and that saved them 49,500 pounds but also it had an impact on their annual allowance because by restructuring in those responsibilities, it actually, along with the best of three fix in this situation, it corrected their annual allowance charge from the period and it reduced it from 13,000 down to nil. Now, another cohort of people that we see a lot of errors from are GPs, particularly if they have part-time officer work because there can be issues with the contract and how that's recorded. So one case we had was a GP who was working two additional sessions per week in an officer role, and they were earning £16,500 per year at 104 sessions. Now, this was incorrectly recorded as an hourly contract rather than a sessional contract. So it was recorded as 37 and a half hours. Now, as a result, the whole time equivalent pay for that role was then recorded at £376,000 a year, which then triggers this separate officer benefit calculation and artificially inflates their pension. And in this case, they had an annual allowance charge of £101,000. 
by correcting the standard contract and the record down to 10 sessions instead of 37 and a half hours, the whole time equivalent pay reverts to a normal 82,000 pounds and then the hour ounce charge was nil. So again, 101,000 pound tax charge down to nil. Another error we see is if people actually return to work after a period of absence and the incorrect return date. So we had somebody who was a consultant earning 101,735 pounds between the 1st of April and the 31st of March, 2020. They then left the scheme on the 1st of April, 2020. Now, they then returned to the scheme on the 1st of February, 2021, and they earned 17,430 pounds up to the end of March, 2021. Now, whilst that pay was correctly recorded, the return date was incorrectly recorded as the 1st of March instead of the 1st of February. Now, this sounds quite innocuous until you look at how pensionable pay is calculated, because it's always the best of the last three years. So they look back over 365 days worth of active pay. So between the 1st of March, they had just 31 days of this £17,430. So they had to look back to the previous 334 days, which was 93,000 pounds, giving this pensionable pay of 110,000. However, if they had used the correct return date, that would have been 59 days rather than 31 days. And therefore the pensionable pay to be used for calculating the pension award would have been 102,000 rather than 110,000. Again, it sounds quite innocuous, but this correction reduced their annual allowance growth by 30,000 pounds and they save tens of thousands of pounds in tax charges. Now, we do also see some very general errors when it comes to pension records, especially for consultants. So one is incorrect increment error. So errors can occur when recording the correct increment progression, particularly for new consultants, by the way, or if someone moves to or from the university employer. And this can sometimes leave the consultant on a lower salary. And we've corrected some records going back for five plus years, and they've had backdated pay as a result. Another one we see is incorrect on call. So this is where a member is paid based on category B on call rates, even though the work that they're doing is a category A definition. Now, also sometimes these on-call payments are, as they're a basic percentage of pay, this time, sometimes that's actually been inflated to include clinical excellence board payments when it shouldn't do. That typically occurs in the university sector. Um, another one we have is incorrect added years errors. So sometimes added years payments are collected, but the contract is not reflected on either the annual outstatement or the total reward statement. We saw a lot of these in 2015, 16, 16, 17. And sometimes we see that the contracts actually stopped because they've been out of the scheme for more than 12 months whilst doing that hokey-cokey, but the payments are still being collected on the joining, which again is incorrect. Now, for those who do work in universities or other employees who've got this direction status, so you're not in the NHS, but you've got access to the NHS pension, because those employers typically have no direct access to pension records, data can get lost and mistyped when it is transferred to NHS BSA and is manually rekeyed. So again, we've saved members thousands of pounds by spotting those and correcting them, including this actually, this was a National Clinical Excellence Award enhancement error because when somebody receives a full National Clinical Excellence Award, but works less than full time, particularly academic GPs in the university sector, the whole time equivalent calculations result in increasing the pensionable value of the NCA. And in one case, we saved a member £54,000 
by correcting that. And then also we see people who are missing mental health officer status or special class status. So this occurs when maybe just one of those historic employments have got the right status. And then that can result in the wrong doubling date for mental health officer status, which means less benefit. And the worst case scenario is you actually result in having actuarial reductions on your pension when you take them at 55. And another one that we see is if you transfer between nations, so Northern Ireland, Scotland, England and Wales, etc., you can have a misallocated club transfer. So we've had one situation whereby their membership as a GP was unfortunately allocated to officer rather than practitioner service. And by correcting this enhanced their pension by £6,000 per year. Um, so in summary, errors can happen often, but they rarely happen due to errors with NHS BSA. The only time we ever see problems with NHS BSA tends to be where there are manual calculations, such as earnings cap calculations or the systemic error that we found last year. The majority of errors are caused by the data that's been uploaded to NHS BSA systems, whether that be via PCSE or by the many administrators in trusts and health boards. Because all it takes is one small error to give rise to a significant tax charge. And lots of people are in this belief that because lots of people have had tax charges, if you receive one, then, well, it must be right because everyone's getting them. You really should look at them. But the key thing is now is the time to check and to correct your NHS pension records. We've got the McLeod remedy being implemented later this year. So there will be this reassessment of your pension record and the annual allowance charges between 2015 and 2022. So it makes sense to get this bit right first time to make sure that your pension record is correct. And if you do want support, then please do get in touch. Either email us, the admin at midifintech.co.uk all register for one of the pension reports that we went through earlier, which is the medicsmoney.co.uk forward slash NHSPR. Quite a lot to go through there, but definitely worth checking as it could potentially save you thousands of pounds. Graham, that was awesome. I mean, in some ways it's awesome because it's great that people are aware of this, but you know, obviously you're doing your thing, which is helping people, Medics Money is helping people. But right now, there are probably thousands of NHS pension holders who are completely unaware of this. Maybe they're not watching our YouTube. They haven't heard about you. And it's just really concerning that there's all these errors in the record. Like, what can we do on a wider level to, you know, this just seems crazy. And it's been going on for absolutely years. Uh, and it's it still has. going on. Like, because it's great. If you're watching this, you know, you're, you're in dreamland because you're aware of it. But so many people are not even aware of it. As I say, one in eight cases that we're looking at has a problem. And that might just be four or five thousand pounds saving for that one member. But as you've seen just in those examples, for some people, it's tens, if not hundreds of thousands of pounds. And we've had people who've had like 50,000 pound tax bills that have just said, well, someone else I know in the department also had a tax bill, a similar amount. So I just assumed it was correct. So a horrendous amounts of money that is being paid in tax when it shouldn't be. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, just if you're looking for the basics, you probably tuned into the wrong episode, but everybody <laughs> need to get their TRS statement. Okay. It's on your electronic staff record. You just need to get your TRS every year. If you're a higher earner, 
in fact, everybody really, you should consider getting that annual allowance pay and service extract. And then just go through those first few slides that Graham showed and just make sure that the things add up. And if you fit into any of the categories of errors, you know, I made a list here, but it got crazy long because it's like, if you've got best of three, if you've got a CEA, misallocation of your arrears, you've done hokey cokey, you're less than full time, you've got a GP practitioner and officer role, you've taken time out, you've got a pay increment, you've got added years, you're a university doctor or MHO special class status. The list just got crazy long. But if you're in one of those, certain things make it more likely that you're going to have a problem. So if you're in any of those categories, definitely check it out. Is that fair? Um it is and we keep coming across new errors day in day out for example actually last week we came across this earnings cap error for the first time whereby somebody who had transitioned from the 95 scheme into the 2008 scheme they were subject to an earnings cap but it hadn't been applied because historically most of the manual earnings cap calculations were only done on the 95 scheme not on the 2008 scheme so it had been missed but that person has saved again tens of thousands of pounds because uh, errors Oh, yeah. yeah. And if you are a GP as well, you have the added complication of dealing with PCSE. So I, we're not going to say anything about that. We said enough about that. But <laughs> any GP listening knows what I'm talking about there. But I think GPs are risky in their own right because of that additional step that's introduced. Absolutely. With GPs, there can be lots of errors, particularly with their records being incorrect. So for example, we've seen people had the wrong pay on the record and that's then caused errors. We've seen double pay in some years, which again has caused uh, annual allowance issues as well. Yeah, I made a short YouTube video with Andy Powell about how to use the PCSE portal, which can be a way for GPs to spot errors as well. But that's YouTube for another day. Graham, that was awesome. Thank you so much for your time and the work that you're doing. And we are gonna see you at Medics Money Live in London on the 9th of November, where all of the best specialists, medical accountants <laughs> and financial advisors are getting together just to try to learn from each other and continue to improve the service that you offer to the hardworking NHS colleagues. So really looking forward to that as well. If you are a financial advisor or a specialist medical accountant and you wanna come, stay tuned because I will be releasing details shortly, but 9th of November, get it in your diary. Good stuff, looking forward to it. Take care. All right, cheers then. Bye.